Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back, everybody. I hope everybody's doing fantastically well. Darren Saul here, your host of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast, episode 183. And I have the legendary Adrian Fork, advertising and PR agency mogul, here with me today to talk about his brand new book, Believe, Start Living the Life You Have Always Dreamed Of Today. How are you doing, Adrian? Good, Darren. As you're just saying that, I'm thinking, you know what? I need to employ you to be my publicist. I feel you've done an awesome job promoting me. So thank you, you, sir. I appreciate that. But um, I thought I'd give everybody a little bit more of an insight into Adrian's story because I'm fascinated to hear more about it myself. From moving to New York City at the age of 20 to creating his own advertising and PR agency at the age of 24, Adrian Fork, founder of Believe Advertising and PR, has always had the odds stacked against him. Adrian is the recent author of a best-selling book, Believe, Start Living the Life You Have Always Dreamed Of Today, where he shares his strategies for changing your life physically, spiritually, and emotionally through the power of self-belief. Now you can start living the life you have always dreamed of. So welcome, Adrian Falk. Thank you so much. And um, thank you to your viewers and followers for, oh, for thank you. us as well. Thank you, sir. But I mean, let's jump in. What a story, you know, age 20. Tell us more about how this all came about and, you know, the whole journey. Sure. Um, so I've always realized, I think early on in life that we're all on one planet just for a, a short amount of time. And what we do with this time, it's up to us ultimately. And I thought, I never want to just drift through life. Uh, I always want to, you know, turn the ordinary into extraordinary. And I know that sounds really cliche. Uh, It all started through my career choice. I chose my profession through Melrose Place, which I think you probably remember. I used to watch Melrose Place religiously. The sad thing is, Darren, as I'm telling this story, a lot more people are younger and younger and they're just like, blankly look at me it's like Melrose Place yeah you're googling Melrose Place right now right now Google um, Melrose Place is getting it's trending on Google I think right (laughs) so uh for those who don't know what Melrose Place is it was a a soap series set in the 90s about in an advertising agency and that's where I chose my career profession from the problem was in the late 90s, there was really no advertising degree. So I ended up doing a Bachelor of Economics degree, majoring in marketing at Sydney Uni, which was probably the most driest three years of my life. (laughs) Fortunately, I was always good in maths. So I came out knowing a whole lot of maths and econometrics and statistics, but nothing about advertising, which is what I wanted to do. I think what got me through the last year was I had this deep desire to move to New York. I don't know, maybe it was all these Seinfeld episodes I was also watching, you know, in the 90s as well. And it's just like, you've got to go to New York. I literally had this voice in my head. It's really weird. And I always tell people, I kind of live my life twice over. It's me now going back to the future, telling my younger self of what I need to do to get where I am today. Amazing. It's yeah. very bizarre. Yeah. Um, 
And I talk a little bit more about that in the book. So I then, the last six months of my degree, started emailing all these ad agencies in New York and I landed a job on Fifth Avenue. Uh, they didn't know who I was. I had a three-month working visa, which was accessible to anyone who had just finished full-time studies. It was a J-1 visa, it's called, at the time. Yeah. And you could literally work anywhere, which was amazing. So a week after finishing uni, I packed my bags. I remember it was the 8th of December. And I moved to New York without knowing anyone. It was the most craziest and scariest time of my life. And it was a real roller coaster. And I loved every single minute of it. And um, yeah, and I was literally doing amazing things over there. I was doing events with people like Cindy Crawford, who you will remember, but yeah, some people course. may not even. Deeply I do. And I, I, I literally was also helping um, Grand Theft Auto 2 get off the ground through Rockstar Games, which is now a multi-billion dollar business. Um, and they put me, the ad agency put me on the account because there was a bunch of crazy English guys <laughs> in train spotting. And um, it'd be like, well, you're the closest to what we have. And they kind of like your accent. So, yeah, you're just going to manage this account. And I used to go to E3 game computer gaming show every year in LA. And I was literally living my best life as a 20-something-year-old in, in, in the States, which was amazing. Like every day it was uh, eventful and colourful and something that I'll always remember. Wow. And a quick question. I mean, you know, listen to your story. Not only did you succeed in finding a role in America, in New York, yeah. but you did it from here. Yes. And how many people did you actually email before you got a yes? And how, what was that like? <laughs> good question. See, there's another thing I swear by is the law of numbers, maybe being like good at math. So anything you do, it all comes down to numbers. So you are, yes, I had to reach out to a whole lot of ad agencies to, to, for someone to take me on. But I just knew if I reach out to enough, someone will say yes. Brilliant. And I guess that comes to then how I started my business. Everyone goes, well, why did you leave New York where you yeah. spent all this time and energy trying to get there? And after a few years, then you decide to come back. And it'd be like, I guess then the next part to my life was I knew that I was just, and I loved where I work. In some ways, the culture in corporate life, as we probably know, you're just a rat in the wheel. Yep. In order to get ahead, there's layers upon layers, especially in ad agency life, where there's a lot of red tape. In order to get ahead in life, you've got to break out on your own. Yep. So that's where I thought, you know what? I need to do this for myself. I've learned so much exciting stuff, but wouldn't it be great if I come back and implement everything I'm learning over here into Australia and setting my own business? So I came back to Australia and started my own company, and that's why I called myself Believe because everyone thought I was crazy. No one believed in me. Um, and the only thing I had was a whole lot of self-belief um, in myself. Yeah. I had no clients. During the day, I would cold call people from the Yellow Pages. Wow. And I know. I literally started at the letter A. <laughs> and it took me six weeks to get my first client and then just build on from there. But it all came back to law of numbers once again. So I knew if I call 20 people a day, one person will say yes to me for a meeting and then I would convert them pretty well because I could see my energy and enthusiasm yep. and show them everything that I could do for them. At night to make ends meet, I would work in a call centre selling charity wow. raffle tickets. So I used to be one of those annoying telemarketers say, yeah. hey, Darren, my name's Adrian. I'm calling um, you know, on behalf of the Surf Life Saving Australia and you're one of the lucky charity households to be selected in your yes. area. We've got, you know, that was my spiel that was uh, still embedded in my brain to this day. Um, 
And that's again, was the law of numbers because I knew that if I call this many people, someone's going to hand me, and it's all legit, their credit card details over the phone and sell, and I'll be able to sell them some raffle tickets. And I thought, if I can sell raffle tickets to strangers over the phone, imagine if I then start selling them my services over the phone, I could do that probably a lot easier. And that was, it just gave me faith in, to know that I would be okay in doing this. And where do you think that came from, that belief in yourself at that age that was so strong that you just knew I can do anything I want as long as I just put in the work and eventually, if I do enough enough volume of activity, I'll get where I need to be. I remember it started actually in last year of um, the last two years of um, high school. uh, There was like a math coach that I had and there was a block of wood and we had to write down like our dreams of what we wanted to get for the HSC. And then we had to literally stand up in front of everyone and get our hand. And I have no karate experience and smash that wood with our hands, you know, and it was like this thick piece of pine wood. Um, So then I think from then I realized, wow, if you believe anything strong enough, you can make it happen. And then just reading books, like, you know, there's a book called feel the fear and do it anyway. And creative visualization, the power of creative visualization. I was reading these books at the age of like 17 and 18. Oh my God. Um, I know, which is crazy. (laughs) made me realize that, yeah, I can do this. And also the incentive was at 24, I already had a mortgage, which I know was crazy because I started saving from it as a 12-year-old to buy a house because I just knew that's what I had to do. And so I had a mortgage. And then I also had the motivation that I never wanted to work for anyone else for the rest of my life. As much as I enjoyed corporate life, I just knew I had to do this myself and I wanted to be my own boss. Right. And so you've been running your own agency since the age of 24. Yes, I know. So now I'm 44 and 45 this year. And Incredible. Just uh, February last month, celebrated 20 years of... Congratulations. Uh, kicked off. I know, right? Congratulations. And how has the, that agency changed over the years? Has it changed a lot or has it been quite a similar... Oh, absolutely. It's changed incredibly. But I think the world's changed for the better in some ways too. Um now it's very fast paced in terms of the publicity side of things. So, you know, I can write a new story up for a client and possibly get it published within an hour or two, which is amazing. And then a few hours later, it has the potential to go viral. Like, so my story will go be syndicated across sites. And I've done this before numerous times with clients. So anywhere from Fox News to Forbes picks it up, which is amazing. And the impact that has on someone's business, generating a whole lot of leads and sales and getting them out there on the international stage from, you know, that changes their life from, you know, within a few hours or a day. It's it's incredible. And, you know, e-commerce products that I work with, they literally, their website will crash when the story comes up and they will sell out a product and then we'll just do it again and again. And I've done that for that feeling of the power that you that you instill into that product or into that service and into that brand yeah when you do that must be an incredible reward to, to know it that is. you did I, that you crushed that server <laughs> i uh get an adrenaline rush yeah. every time and i think everyone always says to me like how long are you gonna be doing this for and i think until i stop having that feeling then yeah, i'll yeah. continue going with what i'm doing because I really do get a buzz, like every time I get someone into the media. Yeah, that's that's awesome, mate. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to take a little sidestep because I want to talk a bit about your book, but we'll come back to your business sure. no as well for everybody. But tell us a bit more about the book 
Why did you decide to write it? When did you think you were going to start writing a book? What was that journey like? Sure. Um, so I knew, I always knew I had a good tale in me and I never wanted to, you know, you see these posts on, you know, the power of positivity on Facebook. It's like, you never want to die wondering. And that was my thought. And it's like, I just thought if I don't do this now and start playing this out, who knows what's going to happen in life? And I just had this desire, just like I had that calling to go to the US, I had that calling to write this book. And so it was a year process for me. Wow. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I literally <laughs> would spend nights just writing stuff up. I had no idea how to self-publish. I did the whole thing. So if any, if any of your followers um, need help, I'm always happy to give them a guidance on what I did. Definitely. But how do how do you buy a, a barcode on like the back of the book? You know, here's, that, here's like, the book, here's the front for everybody's looking. There it is. Believe yeah. by Adrian Fork. I love it. With the, I love it. The Empire State Building. Yeah. So my office where I worked on Fifth Avenue, I every day I would look and I'd look out the window and I'd see the wow. Empire State Building. So literally that that's why it's very symbolic to me. And awesome. uh yeah. Um, that was the view that I got every single day, which is amazing. Um, so I didn't know what I was doing, but I just knew I had to do it. And I kind of wanted to, I would tell people, you know, in meetings, whatever, like they go, how you get going and whatnot. And there was also life changes that I had experienced that I wanted to share with others, um, about myself physically as well, that I just thought if I can motivate or empower one person, I feel like I've done my job then on this earth. I always say I want to leave the earth a better place than when I found it. And um, that's why that was the, literally the impetus for, uh, for for writing this book. That's amazing. And it's kind of, the same, I have the same philosophy with podcasting. You know, even one person's listening to this and gets something out of it, yeah. I've done my job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Apart from the fact that I just enjoy it. But if you can give something to somebody, just one person, it's already paid its way. 100%. And so the book is about the spiritual side, the emotional side, the physical side of your journey in terms of how you achieve what you want to achieve in life. Yeah, exactly. So I um, ironically actually wrote this book before COVID. Right. And um, I feel, like, yeah, so, and it was all about motivating other people to change their current situation. And at the time, I realized everyone always had a five-year and a 10-year plan. Uh-huh. And as we know, uh, during COVID, those best five-year plans that you had spent months on working on go out the window. Yeah, so it's like, what are you doing today to, to make a difference or to change your life that, so you can be a little bit closer to it tomorrow? And that's what it's about. And it's whether it's with yourself, um, I guess, you know, on a work level or physical level. So about my, I guess, physical journey, like I, uh, as I approached 40, I started putting on lots of weight, your metabolism slows down, you you don't have as much, I mean, everyone has the same amount of time, but people don't find as much time to exercise, you know, you, you know, have kids or whatever, and or busy with work. So yeah, I stacked on about 15 kilos wow. and I know, and it's people are hard to, to imagine, but if you yeah. look in the book, you'll see before and after photos. <laughs> and so everyone goes, as I was approaching my 40th, it's like, what do you want for your 40th? And I always said, you know, hashtag abs for 40. And, and then like, you know, I had a few trainers before that and it's like, oh, it can't be done. It's all very genetic, you know, abs stuff like that. It's like, you know what? 
I always, when, if you want me to ever do something, tell me that I can't do exactly. it. I think it that's sounds like thing. that's, that's you to a T, like give you a challenge yeah. and that's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes. Just don't tell my wife that. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so then I thought I'm going to set out and, and achieve this. And so I literally just looked up what would work for me and um, came up with my own pretty much eating program. Wow. I, I tried everything in the past, like from counting calories and stuff like that. For me, it was like uh, eliminating sugar, wheat, dairy. <laughs> uh, so I know it doesn't sound like grains. <laughs> it doesn't sound like much, but it is. If anyone wants to know more, I'm happy to share. My, I think I've actually put in the book like what I kind of eat as well. And then a little bit of exercise. I was the least sportiest person growing up as well. So gyms weren't my thing. So it's like, you know, I'm not... Uh, an exercise junkie by any means I do like to exercise for like the endorphin levels and stuff but um yeah so that's where I, I managed to do that so I did get my abs for 40 I've maintained it now yeah, well five done. years later um well and it's just part of my lifestyle and I think you it all comes back to this healthy body mind and soul spirit yep. and that's the thing if you are physically feeling fit then mentally it's going to help you, especially in times of, you know, you know, when I was writing this book, there was no pandemics, there was no wars. But unfortunately in our life, there was, whether it's, you can label a pandemic or war, there's always going to be a crisis. Yep. And it's just then how to deal what's thrown to you, I guess, to get you through these ups and downs in life, because I don't think anyone's life is smooth sailing. No, never. and I love, the, I love the way you said that, because I think as well, it's really important to acknowledge that when one person achieves something in one realm of their life, they have the courage and the confidence to do it again in another realm. So if yeah. you've done something physically, you know, you can go start a business or, you know, you can go and, you know, have better relationships with your family and friends. It's just like once you've done it once and, you know, you're a great example of this, is it's all about just having the discipline to do whatever you have to do, putting a plan in place, you can do it again. So yeah. that's why it's such a beautiful um, story because it just basically tells everybody whatever you want to do, put your mind to it, have some discipline, and you can achieve it. Absolutely, 100%. I believe that you know, and there's a saying the worst that would happen if you reach for the moon, the worst that will happen is to land on a star. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I knew at the time, everyone goes, What you're moving to New York at 20? It's like you can always come home if it doesn't work out, um, or you know, you're starting your own business, it doesn't work out. Look. I'll always go and freelance somewhere or get a job yep. part of the time or something. I just knew that, but sometimes it's better not to have a plan B because then you feel yeah, like you've yeah. got a bit of a safety net. So it's yeah, I agree with you. And then, so it's always those people that have the side hustle that really are sort of have one foot on each area, but then they're never really achieving anything. So it's better to dive straight in. I think I never had a business plan. My plan was, okay, I'm going to make enough money in the call center to cover my costs yep. um, every week for um, until like I got my first client and whatnot. And then that would help with my mortgage and stuff like that. And uh, that was my business plan. And I knew I had to call 20 people every single day, Monday to Friday, 20 people. Wow. And that, that was it. That was my plan. So obviously you're very good with metrics. You obviously yeah. have a very, you've got a gift <laughs> for metrics and numbers, you know, that seems to me that, you know, your discipline. I guess so. Maybe it's the economist <laughs> training did pay <laughs> off. Statistics, you know, or something. <laughs> it is. But I think it's like that's something that, you know, anyone can apply. Yeah. I think so. You need you need yeah. those kind of 
kind of like KPIs, really. You need just yeah, little... Same with weight loss. Yep. You, you do a little bit, you know, calories in versus calories out, although I don't count calories, but, you know, you can um, eat... As long as you're moving forward in terms of your weight loss side of things, then you'll continue to, to go and lose weight, I guess, if you keep doing what you're doing. So true. Yeah. And the book itself, you know, in the writing of the book, I'd love to know, you know, what lessons did you learn about yourself that you hadn't actually known when you sat down to write the book? Well, that's a good question. Did you learn I'm anything? Sorry. Any, any what, what do you call them? Any uh, epiphanies or life-changing moments? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many things. Like I think number one would be that remember not what you get in life is sometimes a wonderful stroke in luck, which uh, I put down the end from the Dalai Lama. And I saw that a post the other day. And it's so true. It's like sometimes we we go through life wanting something and then if you don't get it, then that becomes a, a, a form of disappointment and then you feel like you failed and then you go on a downward spiral. So it's like, what can you do? And then I literally realized that when we are feeling sort of a bit down, what can we do to break that downward spiral to then lift ourselves back up again? And whether it's exercising or listening to music um, or um, swimming, you know, even the last lockdown, which I never swam through winter, but I actually really enjoy swimming. There's something about cold water and swimming and yeah. stuff like that, improving your mind set. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So things like that, I think, were like a bit of a learning lesson for me and um, and just reflecting on things that, journeys that I've been through that, you know, this has led to me, you know, to where all those no's, uh, you know, I was really disappointed, for example, when we were, um, the last year of uni, you apply for uni, like uni lever and AIDS and bank. And I would be in those exams and it would be like, I remember it'd be like, if a plane takes off at Brisbane airport at nine o'clock and arrives in Sydney at 10, and then another one goes to Adelaide, what time does it arrive in Tasmania? It's like, I don't know. I don't want to be a travel agent. You know what I mean? It's (laughs) the worst with that rational type thinking, yeah. and I'll just be sitting there in the exams or what's the next object in this series. Yeah. And I'll just be like, and so I actually saved for a long time all these rejection letters, you know, for university placements. And I felt really bad about myself. And then that's when I sort of had that calling. It's like, you know what? Thank God I did never got a job in a bank or for uni. <laughs> God, God love them. Unilever or one of the Procter and Gamble <laughs> or anything like that, because I literally would probably just be caught up then in the rat race of life and I would have just stuck, been stuck in a job and for the next five years being changing colour on a washing liquid or, you know, yeah, detergent uh, or an ice cream and that's what you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish respect to those big, <laughs> those big FMCG companies. Like <laughs> um, so that's when I realised I'm not getting where I want to be there and it just came to me. And also sometimes... You know the answers within, you just have to ask yourself the right questions. That's right. So sometimes taking time out, and then I realising this more and more, you just actually, everyone needs time out for themselves. And I'm not one really meditating, although I did read the other day going to the gym or exercising is a form of meditation. So I guess- I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. It's just when you're you're in that flow and you actually are in a state of meditation. So I can't sit there. I literally be bored. I always need to be doing something. Yeah. Um, never can sit still too uh, for too long. And I've done, I've done loads of meditation courses, but I fall asleep. That's my problem. yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Right, I fall asleep watching TV at the best yeah. of times. So uh, that's when, if you just sit still or you're exercising, 
the answers will come through to you in your subconscious yeah. mind. So that's the other thing as well. Like lessons like that I learned about myself in the book. Yeah. Like how you kind of like learned or you articulated probably what you already knew more yeah. in terms of how can you open yourself up to the to receiving those subconscious messages? Yeah, absolutely. And we've all got them. Yeah. It's just it's like turning on the radio. It's that exactly. that intuition, always go with your gut feeling as well. I'd say that's number three. If, I agree. You know, you're you're right. Um, yeah, you don't have to ever doubt yourself. Yeah. yeah. Don't doubt that you think, yeah, something's not right. And and how has the book been received? It's been great. I mean, it's been an amazing platform for me personally to obviously I managed to get myself worldwide media coverage for it. But I guess that's what I do for, <laughs> for authors. So if I can't get my book on, say, uh, a US TV breakfast show, or I've been on Canadian breakfast TV, or even, as I mentioned beforehand, like, you know, been on the homepage of Channel 9 with a Daily Express in the UK, then I would be worried. But it's, yeah, and I just love it that I feel like I've got a legacy now that I'm leaving behind that uh, anyone can see on Amazon or come across. And I feel like it's kind of a bit like the law of attraction. People are always... Honest, like honestly, like um, last year I had a guy knock on my door. Somehow, I don't know, he stumbled across my website and he goes, where can I buy the book? And it's like online, do you have a copy? And I literally had just one copy in my office. Uh, and so he tracked me down. Wow. And uh, I could tell he needed it. It's like, here you go. He goes, yeah, he lost his job and he just needed a oh. bit of guidance. And then, yeah, so it's really interesting. People like that seem to come into my life with a very left note. It's um, good. So I feel like um, That's awesome. it was very daunting in some ways. Like there was literally there was a guy standing at my door and he knew all about me. And uh, how, how do you think he found out about you? How did he track you down? I think he was just Googling. Um, somehow he came across my site. And then what? from then he was reading about the book. There's a book section on my website. Brilliant. And um, yeah. And then obviously from there, my dress details and whatnot for the office. So yeah, look, I feel like I've made a difference to him as well. And yeah. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, a book like this or any book really, but a book like this particularly can really, you know, change someone's life. It's just at the right time when they need to hear or read something in particular that will yeah. just flick that switch. It can yeah. send them on a whole new trajectory and can really help somebody's life. So without a doubt, it's always just like taking that first step no matter what you do. So you don't have to worry about people always think like, for example, the New York journey, well, how are you going to get a job or how you, the, the main thing is firstly, just commit like, yes, in December, I will be going to New York. That's all you need to commit to. The rest will fall into place. The universe then, almost takes care of the rest of it for you. Without a doubt. It happens that way. So if you're going to commit, I'm going to leave my job and I'm going to start my own business commit to that wholeheartedly and then you will start attracting other things to make that happen whether it's clients or whatnot or a path will be paved for you that will allow you to get like income going for yourself when you know you know when you're first starting out that's awesome i mean uh, sensational i mean really really impressed and congratulations on such a great book and i hope it really you know gives people a lot of value and really helps people's lives where can people actually buy the book Sure, no, absolutely. Um, so you can get it on Amazon or pretty much if you, it's on Booktopia as well, Barnes and Nobles in the US, um, most online bookstores. Um, if you want to read more about it, you can head to my website as well. It's just believeadvertising.com and there's a book section there so you can read a bit more about me. 
and there's links to Amazon um, there as well. So you can buy it through Amazon and literally the power of Amazon, like you can uh, click on it and um, buy the paperback and normally it's delivered with you the next day. I know when I, yeah. I sent it to you, Darren, we were just saying before, <laughs> like, the next day, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, it's um, amazing what Amazon can do in terms of service. Uh, there's also Kindle version as well. Nice. electronic version too so you can jump on there and download that as well nice. and i was talking to adrian just before the show and he's toying with the idea of recording an audio book as well so I will. stay that tuned be... you never know absolutely i'll have that on my goal list for this year awesome i think that'll be a great idea but um adrian i'd love to give everybody a bit more insight into what you do as well as a you know in your pr and and um advertising world in case they want to work with you so what i essentially do is i work with people nationally here in Australia and internationally across the globe, getting the media coverage. So whether you've uh, written a book or work in, as I say, from fashion to finance, um, I've worked with all industries across the last 20 years, uh, even from ASX Mining Company, I've worked with Novak Dokovic several times with different brands, which has wow. been an amazing experience. Yeah. And as, you know, before COVID, I realised the world was beca is becoming a smaller place. So I actually do two days in one. So I work day shift and then I have a night shift. So I have clients in the UK and Europe and US getting them coverage. So each day somewhere in the world, I'm generating new stories for people, which is amazing. And I do it all here. I'm based in Sydney physically, um, but through, I guess, the power of the internet. And I've got extensive media contacts now globally that I can get someone's story out there on, a, on an international level. Oh, that's incredible. Do you have a team that works with you or it's, you know, you do a lot I of do. Like, obviously, I have, I couldn't do this myself, but <laughs> I have an amazing team that helped me out behind the scenes. Yeah. But the good thing, I think, the way I've set up my business is my day-to-day -day interactions with people, it's me. So you're not going to be delegated down to an account manager that often will leave after six months or is always out to lunch with their partner. <laughs> um, so, yes, for better or worse, you get to work with myself and I always know what's going on. And yeah, I love it. We have a lot of fun. And I just know the power of publicity. It really is becoming so important and it's so impactful in so many ways because, you know, um, back in the day, Facebook, you know, when social media ads were taking off, some people might go down that route, which is fine. But now iOS updates, they really haven't become very effective. And there's nothing more powerful than when a news story, say, will write about you or your product, your brand, give you a direct link, which is amazing for SEO as well. Also, as we all know, in the world that we live in, if you're going to engage like a plumber or a pest man or whatever, the first thing you jump on is Google, let me read their reviews. Yeah. So if you put yourself into Google and nothing comes up, then you have to think, well, what are your potential customers going to do? And that's where publicity is so beneficial because if there's like a whole lot of news stories about you and what you've achieved in your business or your brand or your product, gotcha. that's something that is so impactful and powerful as well. Gotcha. Do you look after the actual media side of things for people if they need to actually film stuff and engineer audio or do you have people that do that? Do that? Yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously my main focus is publicity. If anyone does want a TV ad or something like that as such, I can always do that or they want to run an, a full page ad in the Sydney Morning Herald 
course, yeah, I can definitely arrange that for you, the media buying side of things as well. Yeah, I just find in that nowadays with budgets and effectiveness, you know, it's, everyone's different, but a lot of my clients don't need to do paid advertising because publicity, which is ultimately free, is a great way to uh, get yourself out there organically. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's all about really you know, the reach is just how many people can you get in front of? And you've obviously spent the last 20 years building up that network. So you know how to get people in front of the largest audience as possible. Absolutely. It's also about everyone's got a great story. Like this is my story that I've just shared with you and your listeners, but everyone's got just as equally a a powerful story within them. And I think I'm really good at identifying that story and, and making it newsworthy and then crafting that new story to get that in front of a journalist that will then write about them. So that's everything from asking for specific photos to the, the right headline and the angle. So it's the culmination of all of that that sort of brings it together that I'm, that I can do for them too. Love it. Well, Adrian, I really appreciate it. I think it's been, you know, such an incredible conversation. You've inspired me to think mm-hmm. about what's on my bucket list now. Um, you know, all the things that I haven't done, but, uh, you know, it's just a matter of discipline. Set the goal in motion and the universe will take care of the rest. Without a doubt, yeah. Just have to believe. I love it. But uh, really appreciate you coming on the show. I'll make sure that I put all the links in the show notes to Adrian's book as well as his website. So grab a copy of his book. Um, It's a great read. Feel free to work with him or have, you know, get in touch with him if you want to explore some PR and media. You know, he's an absolute master at what he does and his connections are incredibly diverse. And uh, I always like to give my guest the last word. You've given us so much, but anything else you want to leave us with today, Adrian? I would say just don't stop believing. I know it sounds really cheesy. <laughs> I think there's a song like that and I'm not going <laughs> to sing it <laughs> because people literally will stop listening straight away. But yeah, it all really does come to down to that. And if you think you can't, you're right. If you think you can, you're right. And I think that's sort of what it comes down to, the main message. So So true. The power of of positive thinking, the power of believing in yourself. Yes, 100%. So true. And you're a testament to that. So Adrian, really appreciate coming on the show. Thank you so much for sharing with the audience. I hope everybody enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, We'll see you very, very soon for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. Bye for now. Thank you so much. See you.